The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Podcast. Uh, This is the match preview between Leeds United and Everton. We've got a very sticky toffee with us. It's uh, Mr. Adam Pope. G'day, Adam. How are you going? I'm all right. Thank you very much. Yeah, good, Adonis. I'm in in good form. Fantastic. Uh, My name is Adonis. You know me as the Adelites. And last but certainly not least is our resident right badger, Alex. Good afternoon. I'm on slightly less form than the rest of you, I think. <laughs> Come on, Alex. Play a fitness test. <laughs> <laughs> Little right there. Everton. Tell us yes. about it, Hopi. Uh, firstly, where's your Everton shirt? I'm very disappointed. I was I'm uh, I was pro. hoping for your yeah, um face face paint and uh, <laughs> little flag. Uh. <laughs> hey, no colours in the press box. That's one of the rules saying right. that. I do have, back in the last season, I did put the square ball, bit of square ball merchandise underneath my um, top because it got on a lucky roll. Um, so, uh, so although it wasn't on display, it was there. So, uh, but no, I don't have like a hidden Everton badge or anything like that, but I may do on Saturday. <laughs> You got some uh, Everton boxer shorts. Keep the tackle uh, dry. Hey, do you know what? Years ago, I think my wife did buy me some a long time ago, but I actually don't have an <laughs> Everton shirt or anything like that. Do you know, I had an Arteta six shirt that Eddie Gray got me for my 40th birthday because his big mate, Jimmy Lumsden, who was also at Leeds with him, um, when he was on the staff there with David Moyes, and I gave it to somebody to get signed. And they lost it. Oh no! So yeah, I know. So that's uh, so. Since then, I've never had a shirt. So uh, so Unlucky. yeah, yeah. But I don't look great in them either with my middle-aged spread rolling through. The, uh, yeah, I'm exactly the, the same. I've, I've bought them with the best of intentions and put them on. Gun. <laughs> no, and then they've <laughs> gone back in the wardrobe. <laughs> so it's been a great start to the season for Everton. Um. How are you going? You've trailed off a bit now. I think you're sixth. Yeah, I think uh, I think the. How did I feel about this season would go? I think prior to the three big signings, I think it probably felt a bit like a Newcastle United fan thinking, "Oh dear, this could be a bit of a struggle this season." And felt that the ambition of having Carlo Ancelotti there, quite clearly the best manager, uh, that that Everton have ever had in terms of pedigree and what have you, that they have to match the ambition of making that appointment. And to be fair, under Moshiri, you know, Everton have, they've splashed the cash, but it's been a little bit aimless, a bit reckless and and fallen on, on barren ground, to be quite honest, with the amount of, you know, it's probably about a quarter of a billion quid that's been, you know, splashed away, for want of a better phrase, against a wall. So they've had to do that. But now they've done that. And I think in terms of a first eleven. Everton looked look really strong. However, as soon as any injuries have cropped up, I think they've struggled. So it, we've got the makings of a, of a really good side of Everton. And I think, you know, top six isn't beyond, you know, their bounds this season. So the start has been really good. Brought back down to earth with a couple of pretty sobering defeats. But I think Richarlison being back in the team has made a big difference. But 
you know, we've learned today, haven't we, that Lucas Dini, who's been excellent, is going to be out for probably a few months now because he faced his ankle surgery. So that's mm. a that's a big blow. Uh, Coleman missing. Who would have thought he would have been revitalised the way he has been? After his injury, he's been essential to, to Everton's progress. Um, maybe that he'll come back into the frame. But, you know, Rodriguez and Alan Decore have been great signings. So I think they could make top six. That's where I'm, I'm going yeah. with it. So all in all, yeah, it's it's pretty good at, at Goodison at the moment, I would say. It shows you've done it. A good coach can bring the best out of players. I mean, we've seen that with Leeds and nice him at Everton as well. So, yeah, it's a good place to be in. So I am naturally scared. <laughs> well, do, but do you know what? From the, the problem with Everton for me is that, and this is where I think Leeds, even prior to last weekend's results, this little batch of three games for Leeds, the Arsenal, Everton and Chelsea games, I've always felt that the Everton was one where Leeds could probably get the most out of because Everton have got an inability to put teams away. Um, you know, once like the Fulham game, it should not have been left hanging on that way. So I think the, the term I use, you know, they just don't put the foot on the neck for long enough. And, right. and that that's an issue. So I think, and in a toe-to-toe game, which I think I'd expect it to be at the weekend, you know, I think Leeds have got every chance of maybe doing so. So trying to look at it objectively, yeah, I'm quite quite confident Leeds are going to come away with something. Right. Okay. How will that feel, Perpy? When uh, when Jackie Harrison uh, <laughs> scored, bangs in his fourth goal. Won't <laughs> <laughs> well, be as good as the one he scored against Liverpool. I know that, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like seriously, I think because in the job that I do, regardless of whether it was Leeds or not, take that way. I think you, after a while, if you 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 sort of lose that bit of being a fan, if you like, you just don't see football in the same way anymore. And I'm, I'm not saying it just becomes a job. It's not like that at all, because I, I think it's fair to say Leeds have got massively under my skin over the years. And, um, you know, often my welfare is linked to theirs as well and uh, my household too. So it does, it does have an effect on me personally. So, um, Look, I can't lose, can I, either way, to be, to be quite honest. Um, look, the, the fan of me obviously sees, I want Everton to do the best they can and I really want them to reclaim a place, you know, in, in the upper echelons of, of, of football. For Leeds, I just see this as, as a real chance to get to get some more points on the board and start stretching away from the bottom, um, which is becoming a massive gap now too. And, and honestly, I get so much joy out of seeing Leeds develop over the last few years as a club and, and obviously on the pitch, particularly on the pitch. That I, it's going to be a really intriguing day, but am I conflicted? Look, when it comes to the commentary, no, you, you'll hear me being the same Popey as before, whether you like it or not. <laughs> yeah, that must be difficult. It's like when you go out with your workmates and you bump into your actual mates, like mixing work and pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know you both, but... <laughs> I think of it more like Leeds is like the um, Le- Leeds is like the affair that you've grown to that you've grown to love. <laughs> you've kept secret, but you've had to do it. You know, it's at your job. It's your secretary, probably, or uh, your work colleague, or your boss. Um, you know, and you're you're having a, a oh, crazy affair. You're spending, now. <laughs> spending most of your time with her. You know, during the days at work. He's got a- you know. He's now got to commentate on their meeting on yeah. Saturday. Oh, don't, oh, ah, no. I didn't mean it when I said it to you. No. 
that, that's a, a par analogy that I, I don't want to cut. I've, I've had that some horrible images have been conjured up there by by you both. Thank you very much yeah. for that. I try and dismiss them. No, no doubt Whelan will bring them back for me uh, the weekend. But uh, by the way, he turned Everton down twice. He did as well. Mm. Did, did Whelan? Yeah, and told me so. Um, Honestly, I, I probably I've had a few people sort of DM me or or, or, or quite openly messages saying, "How are you going to feel?" You know, so I think it's I think it's getting into other people's heads more than it is mine. I think um, <laughs> I honestly I'm rent free in, in fans' heads. Um, I mean, it, it's uh, I, do, do you know what? That overall, I can't wait for the game. Obviously, because mm. I think there's going to be. Uh, It'll be a very proud moment to be commentating at Everton, but there's also going to be that that sadness, which I'm not being funny. It's growing by the week, is that the, the joylessness of not having a crowd, and obviously not having a crowd that would have family members in it as well. Not not that they've yeah. got anything to do with how I commentate or anything like that, but um, yeah, I think that is an occasion. That I think I'll particularly feel it again, but we are feeling it week on week. It's that feeling is getting worse, and we're we're there doing yeah. it, you know. So. And yeah, um, yeah, there, there will be a sadness. And as the, I'm not being funny, as there was going to Anfield on the opening day for the pretty thinking, wow, Leeds back in the Premier League after all these years. And you just miss the, the streets lined with, you know, people flogging rubbish memorabilia at you. Yeah. And all that sort of stuff. You, know, you miss yeah. all that, you know, the stuff that you take the rise out of, the stuff that you enjoy. And all that, and and I think I'll probably feel it again more so than 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 ever. And and I don't know, like I do, you know, I was speaking to a member of staff at Leeds today, and they're saying just how horrible it is going into an empty ground to work. Yeah. Um, and and I think I'll feel particularly, but particularly when I think back to some of the great days that I've had at Goodison. And as a quirk of accent, I was there the day that Rooney scored on his debut. Um, against Arsenal, I was I was actually doing a bit of commentary for BBC London that day, um, and you, know, you think of those days, the, the great nights when we beat Bayern Munich in the, in the European Cup semi final, Cup Winners Cup semi final, sorry, and and you know losing one 0 at half time and you win three one, that was the big night at Goodison, you know. So you, so when I walk in, because I think of those those days and the dead cars going off and the crowd rise and the heckles on. You know, much in the same way that you will when you, as soon as you hear the first bars of, you know, marching on together. Yeah. You know, you think, you, you think back and to have none of that experience is going to be a, a, a bit hollow, to be quite honest. Does yeah, that I mean, sound I, bad though? The fact that I'm going to be there though, and, and I no, I think it's, like it's two different experiences. And I commented um, before the Arsenal game because it was a late kickoff. I'm like, I just feel totally deflated by it. It's like you've got no sort of build-up. You, normally mm. on a match day, I'd be waking up to like, right, okay, what's been said? You know, I'd be looking on your Twitter, looking what you said, what Phil said, you know, is there any sort of hint at what the team's going to be? And that whole build-up has kind of gone. You know, you're building up to the point where you set off, you get parked and you're walking down the hill, well, what we're going to do today, lads? And it's, that whole thing's gone. You feel like it's about 20 times removed from the game. So it's, it, I was watching the Arsenal game. I said to these guys, it was just like, you're watching an exhibition. And it's like what tuning into the under 23s, but oh, oh, we've got a decent team out for under 23s here, and that's it. It's we do need fans back, but it's got to be done safely. And the way that they're doing it at the minute, I don't agree with. So, some some places can have fans in. In fact, technically, they could have 2,000 fans in on Saturday, couldn't they? At Goodison, 
as it's done. I suppose it's like, well, isn't the restriction till December the, the 2nd, though? Oh, is it? For, oh, okay. Yeah, so... Oh, so, yeah, of course, you know, yeah. yeah. I'm, so, I'm ahead of myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But no, I know... And, but it isn't what you say is interesting because, you know, whether... Because Bielsa said, it's come out today, hasn't it? And basically said, look, just applying a bit of common sense to the situation, aren't you giving an unfair advantage to... <laughs> to those that can have a few thousand in, you know, which clearly they're not going to be away fans, they're all going to be home fans. So um I, I think that's basically what he was alluding to there is that you know, depending on what how big the restriction is in the in the stadium that you're going to go to, Leeds yeah. can't have any, but Chelsea in a week's time could have a few thousand by the looks of things. So yeah. um yeah, I, I, it, should it be regardless of restriction that it should be no fans. Hmm. Or it you should be. all be allowed to say, yeah. So I mean, I, I, think, I, I, I think I'd say it differently if it was Leeds were in tier two. I think I would have a different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is totally biased that we're in tier three. So and then there'd be all the um, all the talk about who gets the ticket, and and then the 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 scrapping online for oh the the super van status and all that. So once made a, a pair of gloves from Billy Bremner's socks. You're saying that you're not a Leeds fan. I'm a Leeds fan. I want to be one of these 2,000 that's... Oh, yeah. no, I can't stand How that. have they got a ticket? And uh, yeah. Where were you when we were shit? Yeah. Watching Leeds. Yeah. But yeah, I know what you mean because um, it's like turning on a TV show or something at the moment. And when you when you go to games, certainly for every all those privileged season ticket holders who... You have a guaranteed ticket every game. Um, there's a whole build-up, and, and that by the time you get to the ground and the whistle goes, you're kind of ready for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like emotionally and energetically. And yeah, at the moment, it's just like turning on a TV show. You've been home all day doing bugger all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pouring yeah. around the house and pretty much. Yeah, I did my cleaning. I mean, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've been watching some fans. I don't. Know, some fans call it differently. Some of the regular fans that that I deal with, and one in particular who's who's followed Leeds for decades, he, he says, "No, it should be. We should all be back. I don't want to go to a socially distanced Leeds game where yeah. I can't have that." experience that you've just laid out there just you know going side by side you know to, into the ground a little bit bevied up whatever you know just yeah so for him he just he'd rather not do it at all until he can do it properly so and i i, I get that although i could imagine like if somebody wait it'd be like willy wonka in it and the chocolate fact having that golden <laughs> ticket like if someone if you're who wants to touch me who wants to touch me? <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to get? I mean, if you get one, you know, then like, there's no way you're turning it down, is there? No. I suppose, but but yeah. Uh, but the bigger point is the experience of it all. We all miss it, even when the, you're in the ground, you still miss it massively. It's just, it's you can't even put a percentage on what it feels like compared to what it should feel like. It's, yeah. but I'll always caveat and say that we're, we're so fortunate to, to do what we're doing, but. Um, I don't know. I don't know why it feels worse than it, it was in the in the key moments. You know, the promotion yeah. moments, the first game back, all that sort of stuff. You know, you, you're just so sorrowful that those moments can't be shared. Yeah, and and it's it is it's getting worse. So Lord knows how it feels for you guys. You know, to to be missing out constantly. It's like because in the. Last season, there was something to play for. 
and like you're following that and it is exciting because you get promoted and you're expecting that around this time we'd be going back into the ground now we've got to face up to the reality i mean i don't think it's going to be this it might be that this is our only season in the premier league and then we're going to get relegated before we get to see a game and it's that nervousness i think is coming in now because the, the season's we're dragging on a little bit. We've seen quite a lot of big games go past without anybody being there. It's like, how many games will we actually get to see before we go back to playing Millwall away on a Tuesday night? So, To me, to me it's, it's uh, like a, a tripod, you know? It's the teams who are involved. So that encompasses the managers and the players and the playing style. And then it's the game that happens. So the many different possibilities that can happen when the ball goes in the air and, and whatever. So the actual game. And then the third thing is the fans and their wit yeah. and, and, and their, their joy, their emotional peaks and troughs and, and how they react and all that. So I think even just watching on, on TV, it's without the fans, without leads, leads away and singing for 90 minutes. Um, you know, outs, yeah. uh, easily out singing the home, the home fans. And or when we were losing 4-0 at, at, at West Brom and we're still out singing them, you know, yeah. we're, they're yeah. on their feet, you know. It's just that element to it is such a massive part of a game, even if you are watching on TV. I'll tell you what we will need to do, though, if we do go to this 2,000 fans, if we get to tier two, they're going to have to canvas opinion on Patrick Bamford. Because if you spread 2,000 people around Ellen Road and there's one person shouting abuse at Patrick Bamford, he's going to hear it word for word. I don't fancy him climbing into the stands and just having a go. Yeah. Uh, you get this, um, no, it's not me phase, you know, from Life of Brian. Shit. Did you say it? What me, mate? Oh, it's nobody. <laughs> yeah. We all love Patrick Bamford and, and then there's this one guy, I, I don't. <laughs> it doesn't speak for me hey but tell you what i did love about patrick bamford was the fact that he admitted he's really candid isn't he, he admitted that oh look, i was i was sweating on it a bit overnight am i gonna get picked for england or not and yeah, yeah. to get the text so i thought that was great i mean mm. like the, he could get slow at first and ah you thought you were good enough for england and all that sort of stuff i think it's brilliant that he's got the strength of character to come out and admit that yeah. he's goes through those feelings he was churning over i didn't sleep and all that it's great I sort of like, how can you not like Patrick Bamford? No, no. And if you understand Leeds, you understand him, don't you? Yeah, he's performing now at the highest level. He's great value in interviews and stuff like that. I think he's always, like you say, he's candid. He's he's really honest about his opinion on stuff, which is good Mm. because you do get the set answers, you know. You know, I thought we had a good game and, you know, um, (laughs) it's it's all the same. It's like, oh, just pick a few uh, cliches out of the hat. But Bamford's pretty uh, good. He's verbose. So I do like that. Now we'll yeah. do we'll do our predictions in a minute. So Christ. that's where I'll get you both to yeah. predict what the score is. But um it would be remiss of us not to talk about all elves. So if you haven't heard about our initiative, it's to try and get a uh Christmas present or or two in 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 the last food parcel delivery of the year um out of Slunglow. So that's in the area of Beeston, just around the ground. And Adam, you, uh, Popey, feels weird to call you Adam. Popey, you, uh, Mr. Pope, <laughs> um, you, you visited Slungler today and um, just wanted to get your thoughts on it. It was, um, well, firstly, very, very humbling. Uh, we, we spoke to, you know, you and Metcalf really well, obviously, and, and in tandem, you were sort of 
you know, pushing the idea of getting basically toys and other Christmas gifts to people that would otherwise not get them. And I think, and with that, you've, you know, you've attached it to Slunglow, the theatre company, which is based at the Holbeck Working Men's Club, which I first went to about late 90s when I was working for Bass. And it used to be one of the clubs on my patch. So it's great to see that it's still alive in, in that sense. But my word, you walk in there and it is incredible what's going on because it's a food bank as well. And they are delivering... And it, parcels doesn't do the do it justice they are living crates of food and of healthy food to families that really need it to and not only that obviously as elves this fleet of volunteers are wrapping donated presents and taking them out to to families that are in a similar or maybe even the same families in, in a similar condition which is a it's humbling because you think wow this is sad that this has to happen and it takes local people to do other local people really good turns because that's quite frankly, if you're relying on all the authorities to do it, that ain't going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's brilliant to see that that whole community feeling. And I know that all sounds a bit, you know, twee and what have you, but it's not. It was just an amazing operation that's happening. And people are literally flogging themselves in either in as part of their work or, or a lot of their free time to to bring you know a bit of joy. Not I mean, that just much needed. Sort of um, you know, food or or, or presents to, to yeah. people that would otherwise not have them. It is an amazing operation, and guys, I think what you've done is 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 brilliant because seeing it firsthand, the amount of work that's going in to provide this means that what you've done is is really worthwhile and and is required. It's um it's a beautiful thing. So well done, Adelites and everybody else. <laughs> it's it's fan- I know it's a lot of people involved, but it is a fantastic operation. It really is, and uh, yeah, it was nice to go and see it this morning. I mean, I think it wouldn't be half as successful if we didn't have the fan base that we did. Um, like mm. we we we've put that ask out. Um, we're the six hundred fifty seventh most popular podcast in Leeds. Uh, so it's not really <laughs> not got the audience that we should, but it's gone out, and you know, people have. And, you know, it's not a, a small task to give that amount of money. Mm. People have uh, really donated and really pulled, pulled it out for us. So, you know, that's going to make sure that we've, we're going to get out to as many people as possible. So it's going to be great. Whether people are giving a £5 or we, we've had um, a donation of, of £500, you know, well, even if you're giving a, a quid or a couple of quid, I think um, it's, it's just so good to feel a part of, of that, you know, a part of, bringing some joy to to mm. some kids who who otherwise might not have um gotten any christmas presents uh, yeah this year so yeah it's been a difficult year and 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 i and i feel I, I felt the compulsion to do something and and so do an enormous amount of uh, other people and we're so lucky that people have responded to this and but i feel like everybody's going to get something out of it I tell you what, that that compulsion that you're feeling, Adonis and Alex, I think that gets infectious. That and the more people hear about, it, the more people think, "What you're actually telling me, kids aren't going to get something at Christmas?" And when people actually think about it, it really does, you know, pluck on the heartstrings, and they think, "Oh dear, I can't, I can't have that." No. So, and, and we're talking hundreds here. We're not just talking a few. We're talking hundreds and hundreds of families here. So, anything would be a help, and and not just up to Christmas and beyond as well. Yeah, yeah the scale. Yeah, it's crazy 
Hey, the the amount of food parcels that they they're sending out, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Um, it's now Alex's favorite time of the week, where we make our I'm I make him uh, predict <laughs> what the score will be. So you haven't played this before, Popey, but basically you get one point for um, predicting a win, draw, or a loss. Um, you get three points for the exact score line. And you get three points for a scorer as well. Are we going to say that? Okay. Doesn't matter to me. <laughs> I'm not going to get on right. <laughs> Don't sugarcoat it, Alex. No, no. I did all my prediction. Uh, uh, like powers went in that whole Villa game when I said Bamford's going to score. I was going to get a second. I think hat tricks on. Mm. All three went in. Didn't put one down. So my whole power's gone now. I've got nothing. <laughs> I tell you what, you were so close to getting maximum points last week. You, well, with R- you predicted, yeah, you predicted one nil to Leeds, Rafinha, and wow! Like I said oh, on the main cast, like it was as soon as he hit like the crossbar. Well, it was like the the crossbar post on it. Took my glasses off, threw them over the room. <laughs> Like, I just go, ah. I'm like, I need them to see. Yeah. <laughs> All across the carpet, put them back on. <laughs> so, like, yeah. That scene from Wolf of Wall Street where he's crawling to his car. <laughs> Pretty crawling. much exactly the same. <laughs> state of his car was a state of my betting account. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so it is six all. Um between uh, Alex and the guests. So everything to play for. Um, oh, yeah. Herpy, do you want to go first? All right, I'm going to go 3-3. Three, three, wow. Because I think I do, I am hoping for, and I generally think it's got the chance to be a slugfest, you know, two open open sides. I think 3-3. Three, three. Scorers, I definitely think Bamford will get one. Mm-hmm. Um. You're just needing one scorer. As uh, you can be as as uh, you can go as deep as you want. You can give the the times. You can say if people well, are going to get sent off. <laughs> Number of throw-ins. I don't know. <laughs> I think I don't think Bamford will score. I think Calvert Lewin. So there's two in my fantasy league team because I need that to happen. <laughs> um, uh, I've got Melier in goal, so I'm not too happy about the three goals going in. But hey, um, yeah. No, I'm going three three, and I'm going DCL. And uh, and Hattrick Bamford to score as well. <laughs> Are you saying Bamford's going to get a hat-trick? I'm not saying that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not saying that. No. Okay. Um, and uh, and some mad VAR decision as well. I've got to chuck one of them in. Like, okay. A mad that. VAR decision. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you. You're going to be able to get a point for that because it's okay. almost bang on, isn't it? It's nailed on <laughs> yeah, every single game. Yeah, it is, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. No, I'll, 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 g- I'll give you a point. I'll give you one point if, if there's a mad VAR decision. <laughs> all right. So technically, I could say eleven all. Name the whole squad for both sides, and then the result will be wrong. But at least the scorers will be right, and I'll get a point. I feel like Unless you're trying to no game real. the system. It's the only chance I've got. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna go. Um, I think it's gonna be two one leads. Okay. Um, I don't actually think it's gonna be two one leads. Okay. I, what do you actually think? <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think it's gonna be another four one. 
and think we're going to get beat. I'm going to get schooled. But I'm going to go 2-1 Leeds for this prediction because I want to be positive with it. <laughs> okay. Because you can't you can't bet against Leeds. Although I did that a lot last season because the odds were great. Um, but you can't do that this season. No, 2-1 to Leeds. To be, to be fair, if I had to... This is why I wouldn't do a prediction because I'd be a lot worse than Alex is, is being right now. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd be like... I think maybe we're going to lose, but it could be a draw. Um, but I really want it to be a win. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I, it's interesting. But like, I spoke to like my family, some Everton fans. My family said they last night were pretty confident that Everton would win. Mm. Now it was obviously before Dini was announced that he's in, yeah. and, and he has been crucial for like I said before. So I think they're feeling relatively confident. But I don't know. I just think. Just object, trying to be really objective, just going on how the both sides play. They, Everton don't sit in. Hmm. So that's going to suit Leeds, surely. Yeah. Where where Leeds would struggle for me, if Allen and DeCorey get hold of the midfield and start breaking things up, we know Bielsa admitted just last week in that 20-minute answer, didn't he? He said, if we start turning possession over, and then they're vulnerable because of the way they play. Hmm. So if Allen and DeCorey do get hold of the midfield, then that's that could be difficult. But as we saw, Phillips was so influential coming back against Arsenal that they've got to combat him. And you've got to say Mateus Click, who's been told today by Bielsa, yeah. now he could play in the best teams in the world. So I mean, whoever wins that midfield battle, then for me, is going to come out on top because both sides have got really skillful players. You know, in in why Richarlison and let's face, it, I think Rafinha could well be the star of the Premier League before yeah. too long as well. Yeah, no, so, if 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 Everton get on top of midfield, then it's theirs. But similarly, obviously, if Leeds Leeds do so, that's for me is, is going to be the big key so battle, the battle for in me. Midfield, isn't it? Yeah. For me, yeah, because yeah. after that, you know, they've all got players that can do a lot of damage. Yeah, no, this absolutely. is all getting very technical. For yeah, the, and for the We've got, you won't, you won't get that from me. <laughs> We've had a, like 30 seconds of straight not, no shit talk. No, it, it makes, you know, the, the difference between this pre-match and the last pre-match when the Arsenal guy just took over. Right, what do you guys think about VAR? <laughs> <laughs> There's always this guy in the crowd who's like an alien and he's wearing a human suit. <laughs> Yeah, that that sounds like it's made up, but that's exactly what he said. <laughs> yeah, Keith oh, Keith Dover from uh, from Alan Davis's the Tuesday Club. I'm sorry you couldn't make your podcast this week, mate. But you know we're filling in for you. Yes, well, we hope we're doing all right. Um, so, Alex, I just I do have to ask you. Gone. The scorers, two one leads. So, okay, so I'm going to go Bamford. I'm going to go Rafinha because he owes me one. And <laughs> Calvert-Lewin. Talk amongst yourselves while I'm writing things down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you, I've gone there. Look, DCL and Bamford. Yeah. Would you, were you expecting Bamford to get a nod? No. From Southgate. You, and would you expect him to going down, you know, further... You know, if this continues and you say, yeah. say he gets three in the next 
seven or eight games. Yeah, yeah. Would you see him maybe knock on the door for March? The yeah, next, I think next it, round? it were a little bit early, I think, for this call-up. Um, I'm not saying that he's he's not good enough, but I think it's one of them uh, farm his temporary classes permanent things. Mm. I think if he proves himself that he can maintain this for a bit longer, like you said, the next call-up, I think he's, he's probably got a better shout. Um, mm. The, the yeah. issue for me is there's so much competition for his place. Yeah. You know, if you look at Calvin, he's 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 got Declan Rice to deal with, so and also if he accepts the cap, he's he's got um Mick McCarthy coming after his kneecaps. <laughs> uh, we've got to be really careful. <laughs> but then, then you can make it another 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 like Jack Harrison. I mean, yeah, yeah. an exponential improvement from him, I would say, from a guy that's obviously been told or thought of in glowing terms two years ago when we were still saying, hang on, Jack, you're sort of running into the legs at the moment rather than displaying your wares properly. Now he's becoming a really, I think, a really, really great Premier League player. He's certainly got the potential to be. You know, do you see him? I mean, he's got England aspirations himself. And the, the great thing is now is that you think anything is possible with these guys. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And um, if they want it, you know. I think if Pat, if Patrick Bamford was a, was a right back, I think he'd be. I think he'd be in there. <laughs> Can you play right back? Can you play right back? What you right back, right back, right back. <laughs> no, it's, I think it seemed like a massive barrier, didn't it, before when Calvin was knocking on the door while we were in the Championship and everybody saying you've got to play in the Premier League. It just seemed like a, a big gap between where we are, where we were, and where we needed to be to have so many internationals. And then we've gone up, and it seems like everybody's an international. Ali Oscar's an international, um, clicks and, you know, we've got so many. I think it's it's not far away, definitely for Harrison, because I think he's been great this season. And I don't know how he controls them balls with his, his foot. I have no idea. Well, you talk about, you know, like the goal against Liverpool, yeah. where he just drags them in a brilliant pass. Even if it had gone out, in, you know, out of play, that was still a great pass from yeah, Callum. Yeah. But he turned it into something beyond belief. And funny, you know, Bielsa talked about Maradona today and saying, look, the myth that surrounds, you know, these idols is that they make you believe that anything is possible, basically, that you could be like them. And, mm. you know, th- this is it. This is what great coaching does. What, yeah. What's the one common denominator here? You know, it's, yeah. it's him mm. making these players into internationals. If Southgate was going to take anything from Leeds, I would hope that it would be style of play <laughs> rather than any of our players. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leeds United's style of play has been given a cap and called up for <laughs> <laughs> I think talking about the improvement of players, if you think at Matthias Click from being dropped by Christensen and sent on loan and he didn't think he was going to play a game ever again to now being told by one of the best coaches in the world that he could play in any of the best teams. I mean, that's some you put that straight on your LinkedIn, don't you? And you share that out as opposed to... I mean, I'd, 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 I'd have that, that on the gravestone. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I mean, that is... Because you, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't use hyperbole, does he? I mean, mm. you know, when he goes back to that great sort of stories told at the beginning about was it Batistuta wasn't where he said look you yeah. must never lie to players or over inflate yeah. them because mm. it comes back to haunt you he will not do that so when he says that about click he he really does mean it you know yeah. he really does and um I mean it's it is incredible you know is that probably the biggest example of how he has affected a player or a club or a team is turning somebody that was you know almost a reluctant returning loanee wasn't it as far as the club were concerned and was ready to go yeah. And he, I mean, he actually talked, unless it was a, a, a misinterpreted, he talked about wanting to maybe play him at centre-back. 
Hmm. And then he chucks him in against Las Palmas because there was no number eights, as he calls them, with Forshaw and then Ronaldo Vieira going. Suddenly, you know, he doesn't miss a game. I mean, it's yeah. it's absolutely, it is literally incredible hmm. that that, yeah. that could happen to a player. Yeah, you know? but it just shows crazy. Every, every player that has bought into Bielsa's philosophy has improved. You know, there's not one that that has you know given everything and then hasn't has pulled up short and they haven't been good enough. Every player that. He's kept on since the start. Everybody that's bought into it has really improved. So it mm. just shows shows the value. I think two million pound a year is an absolute bargain. Keep it forever. <laughs> uh, this is where I would ask you both: Leeds United versus Everton. Final thoughts. Um, let's go with uh, Mr. Riot Badger first. Okay, um, it's a classic. <laughs> Um, you look so fucking enthusiastic about that. Oh my god! No, because the, the thing is, I could say something totally like out of kilter for this, and I'll get clips, and it'll be it'll be said for the rest of the, the rest of the time. Uh, no, I, it's one of them classic games that you know you always look forward to back when we went to games in the Premiership, as it was. Um, so it's going to be great. Um, I think it's it's going to be a nerve wracking one. Uh, it's not going to be us being hit on the bounce. It's going to be similar to uh, Liverpool, I think where it's like a basketball game going back and forth. Uh, so I will lose even more hair watching it than I already have. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, yeah. I just want three points because I, I just want to get away from the bottom three. I, I, I just don't want to go down. I want to go to a Premier League game, please. Thank you, Mr. Boris Johnson. Yeah. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the first swear word to be, uh, to be uh, censored. <laughs> on this podcast okay and um, yourself Perpy yeah I think firstly where the game sits as I said in, in with Arsenal and Chelsea I think is a big chance for Leeds to get three points and I do hope it's that basketball game that Alex said and I do think it'll be like that it's a film for me because obviously people know you know where I'm from and, and, and what have you when I think of Everton against Leeds games over the years, there's, there's not that many I can recall being at, at Goodison. You know, I always just remember was the misery of going to Ellen Road with Everton and seeing them lose every time until Rooney scored. And I wasn't even at that game. Um, and I think once in the FA Cup on a Friday night, but for decades, it was misery. Everton's not, Leeds has been quite good for as far as the Blues are concerned. But I think back to the 4-4 game, massively entertaining the draw. I think Bridges got a really good goal in that game. Uh, and I think also the older people, I mean, there'll be people who can remember the Battle of Goodison where it was a ferocious game in the 60s between both teams when, you know, we, we talk about football being different then. I mean, it was an absolute, what it was, it was a battle. I mean, there was all sorts going on. I think sendings off and I think the teams were taken off at one point as well. And I always think of Bobby Collins too and, and my dad, who's no longer with us, saying, you know, what what a great player he was for Everton. And then, of course, going to 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 lead so when I think of this game that's they're the things I think of yeah. um, but seeing Leeds at Everton in the flesh which would be great for me is something I've not really seen or can't recall seeing that much you know myself so it'll be great from that point of view and genuinely I really think this could be one of the spectacles of the season I, I really do I think it could be absolutely brilliant you know two world class coaches going head to head. And the Bielsa said about Ancelotti, you know, nobody's ever criticised the way he plays, this unselfish way that he plays the game. His players love him, his colleagues love him. 
You know, he's wanted by everybody around the world. He's been triumphant everywhere. So you've got him up against, you know, one of FIFA's best nominated coaches, which is brilliant in itself, and and two great styles of play. I can't wait. I think it'll be brilliant. That's why I think it'll be 3-3. Three, three. Um, he's only nominated, nominated because there's an English bias, though. <laughs> not done anything in his career. He's not developed these players into being world-class. It's just an English bias. Yeah, <laughs> Chris, Chris Wilder and, uh, and Dean Smith, uh, they've been absolutely robbed. Man, I just... Uh, and don't get me on about Gabby up on the hall. Uh, yeah, but anyway, yeah, I mean, just, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I, look, I, I just, I'm, I'm glad that Leeds have been re- recognised and, and obviously Bielsa has been recognised for, because I do think in some part it is a reflection of just how big a job that's been, mm-hmm. you know, to, to do what he's done and to continue doing it as well. And that, so, that's great, and and all, but as it, that's the sort of side show compared to what this weekend's about. But I, I, much as I want it to be that great spectacle, I, I, I think I understand Alex what you're saying. If Leeds could grab another three points quite quickly in the next sort of few weeks, that is going to be massively damaging yeah. to to the sides beneath them. For which, for me, two are going anyway. Now I just think yeah. it's. Mm. It, do you know? I, I look back at, at some stats with Sheffield United. What nine games in on one point? Mm. I remember back in in the early 90s and they went to the last game in the end, Everton just stayed up. Um, in the end, I think it was on goal difference with Bolton going down. And even then, after nine games, Everton had three points. Now, I know there was a different amount of games and all that sort of stuff, but it just shows you that to, to get out of that on the last day with three points after nine games, Everton didn't win till the 13th game. I think if Sheffield go another game without a win, you just can't see them getting out. So another three points for Leeds somewhere soon is going to be huge, I think, in condemning them. Um, so, so as Leeds are concerned. And yeah, so I, I really think there's just one place to worry about down there at the moment. I know you can easily get sucked in, I get that. But mm. I just think Leeds are too good. Honestly, I just yeah. think they're too good. Yeah, you know? we're not getting really good. But having said that, Alex, how many times... How many times in the Premier League Go. era have Leeds won at Goodison? <laughs> I can tell you in a second. Yeah. Um, yeah, just give me a sec. Yeah. Uh, so uh, in the Premier League or Premiership, 27 mm. meetings, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And it's 7 all. So we have won at uh, Goodison once. Once, <laughs> uh, no, never have, never no, have. No, 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 not. no, no. Yeah. Seven I, home wins, I, yeah. zero away wins. I thought it was zero. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. was. Uh, it was the last time was the eighty nine ninety, wasn't it? After yeah. after coming up the next season, the first game back, wasn't it? That was the last top flight victory, wasn't it? My uh, stats don't go that, that far because the football was invented in nineteen ninety three. So I, I don't <laughs> even know what eighty nine ninety is. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, so the first game, but obviously the, the famous three-two and Southall sitting against the post and that. But I think the season after Leeds won four-one in the League Cup, so that will be the last victory at Goodison Park. So yeah, um, yeah, it's not been a happy hunting ground in, in that sense. But uh, been a few big draws, as I said. But um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, it'll be. It'll be someday if they go and pull it off. They do, but uh, the last time Leeds beat uh, Everton was Saturday, nineteenth of August, two thousand. Um, two nil. 
Alan Smith got two and Woodgate got one, which is right. a, that's a collector's edition. Um, yeah, yeah 40,000 at Ellen Road for that. Mm. Including wow. me. Were you there as well? Probably. They all, they all mel- meld into one. 2000, no, I'll have been on tour, I think. So I miss a lot because yeah. of music. So Okay, so on that very happy, positive, confident note, I'll wrap it up here. So uh, it's a very goodbye from me. Uh, you know me as at the Adelites on Twitter. It's a very goodbye from uh, at Riot Badger. Alex? Yeah, don't follow me, but cheers. Bye. <laughs> And it's a very goodbye from uh, the legend himself, the Sticky Toffee, Mr. Adam Pope. Oh, thank you, you crazy cats. I love the show. Thank you. Cheers, man. Thanks, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, the Light Show, and all our family and friends.